1: Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan.
0: Welcome to Burley and the Fan on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com on Apple Podcast, Red Circle. Thanks for joining today. We have a special guest in for Scoot, Dr. Dog, my brother Jake in the house to talk Browns football. We're going to talk postseason baseball. And of course, we break down the greatest day of the week, NFL Sunday, baby. Let's waste no time. Jake, how are you doing? What's popping? Pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me on, Burley. Uh, yeah, it's it's
1: it's going to be a long week. Looking forward to the undefeated Cardinals. Big game in First Energy Stadium. Uh, playoff baseball is coming down to four. And it's just everything's uh, getting hot right now. Getting hot.
0: So it's interesting. Nick Chubb is listed as out now. Reports come out today. He's out with a calf injury. How do we feel about uh, the run game, Nick Chubb? Because on the 4 Chubbs podcast, which is out now on Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, ClevelandSportsFan.com, we both predicted, actually all four of the Chubbs predicted the Cardinals to get their first loss and the Browns to get this victory uh, right on the lake at First Energy Stadium. Now with Nick Chubb out, do you still stand with your prediction that the Browns will get this win, or does it change obviously it changes but do you think it changes the outcome of the game well I'm I'm always gonna say the Browns
1: uh, have a good shot of winning every every Sunday or Thursday uh, Monday whenever they play whoever they play I, they always got as good of a shot as the team they're playing but uh it Nick Chubb being out not that it it it, it, it will it will affect the outcome of the final score but it definitely affects through all four quarters because now instead of rotating through Chubb and Hunt back and forth back and forth you you are stuck with with one running back and Kareem Hunt and and not discrediting Kareem Hunt guys an absolute stud and I actually think he's having a better year than Nick Chubb but uh only limited to one running back so you can't swap in and out kind of just takes a, like a fourth of our playbook away so uh yeah it, it hurts a lot but I think the Browns still have a shot to win the game.
0: So so you look at a team with the Cardinals, the defense, um, the the rush game is bottom five in the league. Okay. They give up 140 yards on the ground, Jake. The passing yards, they're they're the top eight of the league. They only give up two hundred and fourteen yards per game. So that's just a thing in itself that the Browns run game should be all right. You know, the the O-line is still the best O-line in the league. You know, even with the tackles out last week, still, you know, proved to be, you know, a great offensive line. Baker was, I, I think, only hit once. Here's the thing. The Browns are going to try to dominate the run game like they normally do. I've been telling you this. And I've said that I was not giving enough credit to Nick Chubb, but I think the Browns would have similar numbers rushing the ball if they had let's say Sony Michelle and James White in the backfield in, a, in instead of kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb or am I wrong for saying that i i i
1: i th- I think you're wrong i I think having. Uh, one of the best O-lines in, in the NFL and having not only Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt, I think that's what makes our run game, our run attack so uh, so deadly, you know? Like, you mentioned that y- y- we would have the same numbers with just Kareem Hunt or, or not even having Nick Chubb, and I think you're wrong. And again, not discrediting Kareem Hunt. Again, I think he's having a better year than Nick Chubb, but he... It, it's the fact that you have two amazing running backs behind a spectacular offensive line is what makes this run game so, so hard to stop. So, so to answer your question, yes, I, I really think it does affect uh, only having one running back, uh, even if it is just Nick Chubb or just Kareem Hunt. So
0: good news on the defensive line. As Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, and Tack McKinley all upgraded after sitting out Wednesday. So they, it sounds like they will all play, okay? Also, David Njoku, who was limited to practice earlier in the week, it seems like he is going to play. The Browns are beat up. They are. I mean uh Jack Conklin still not practicing. Kareem Hunt did not practice. Um he it, he should be in the game but he did not practice as of yesterday. So 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 how do we feel? That's we have three offensive linemen did not practice. Jed Wills, JC Treader and Jack Conklin. So it's nice that it's nice Jake that the defensive line is is night is is looking great but the offensive line is banged up uh the, the running backs are banged up and the secondary is is pretty banged up Greg Newsome, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams um they were all limited at practice so they're they're playing but they're limited at practice like what what is going on? Uh, you you didn't even
1: mention our wide receiver core. We're we're missing our top two wide receivers as well. Yeah, we're banged up, and and yeah, we're going to play the best team in the NFL this Sunday in First Energy Stadium, and yeah, I think we're still gonna win, but we're limited. We're limited. I I I still have yet to read more about Nick Chubb. Uh, and I heard it was a calf injury. Uh, want to read up more about it and see if see if it was a smart move. Of course, it was probably the smart move. Uh, Kevin Stefanski being last year's coach of the year. But uh yeah, I, I, this is the first time I'm hearing about that though. Kareem Hunt uh limited in practice. I I didn't know that. So yeah, we're 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 shaking up, but uh we're a strong team with a, with a with a, with good coaches backing us up. We're deep. We we'll, we'll be all right. Jake
0: Jake the the whole team is hurt right now. The the whole team the whole team. I mean, great. It's great to see that you know that Miles and Jadavion and Tack McKinley are all going to be playing together. It's great to see that that David Njoku is great. We might be missing Nick Chubb and three of our offensive linemen against a team who is very good against the pass. We're also, like you said, missing. We're we're missing Jarvis Landry. And and Odell's nowhere to been found. This, I mean, Vegas has has Cleveland on the money line at minus one seventy. If you're a sports better, that's I mean that's outrageous to me. With with everything going on now, obviously you'll have to check to see on Sunday morning who's in, who's out. I have a feeling that Conklin will be in and Shredder will be in. I have a feeling that Wills will be out. I have a feeling that Hunt will be in. Okay, and then Felton, the rookie, he's good to go. So. I like I said, I I think Chubb is the last person this week that we should be worried about. I think we're missing Jarvis this week more than we're missing Chubb. I think that we could be missing Wills or or Conklin or Treader more than them. I think we could be missing Newsom or Ward or Greedy Williams more than them. Like I said, we'll have to check to see on Sunday morning what the injury report looks like. But I'm just telling you what it is what it is now. I mean, you're you're talking about a five and O Cardinals team. Have, hasn't lost a game. You know, they've, they've won two games in their division against good teams. They're coming on the road. I, I mean, the, the weather on Sunday, ironically, it's supposed to be sunny and about 60. Check that. Might have changed. You can check that right now. Actually, while, while I'm talking about it. But the last time that I, that I was checking it, it said about 61 degrees, I believe, and sunny. Which, I mean, Arizona plays in a dome. The last thing they want to do is come to Cleveland and play in forty degree weather when it's raining, hailing, sleet, snow, wind on the lake. All that. What's the temperature Sunday?
1: Uh, you got the gr- degrees right. It is supposed to be around sixty, but I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing some winds and maybe maybe some high winds.
0: So I mean, no no sun. Sun's going away. Is that sun's going away? We need a meteorologist here on the Cleveland Sports Fan. We really should get a meteorologist here. Um what do you think? Well, I mean I mean the weather obviously plays a part of it because you look at teams coming into Cleveland like like look at look at Las Vegas last year. They're look they were living in in Oakland, all right? They come into Cleveland and yes, they win the ball game, but they can't put up any points, you know. The, the, it's just not a very good feel for them. If it's not wet, rainy, I don't think wind is going to to factor in anything. I don't know, man. I'm starting to I'm starting to change my my opinion on this. This is just. Are we missing the elephant in the room? Is this just the game that Baker Mayfield is going to have to show everybody? Because I mean, did you hear what 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 his wife said on Instagram? How Cleveland's not supporting him, and I mean, listen, Baker Mayfield right now is three and two. He his two losses are not only to the Chiefs and Chargers. But they're to Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Okay? What are what are they, what are they? They are all three in the same class when it comes to generation of quarterback. Who else is in there? Kyler Murray. You can't start your season going three and three with your three losses being to Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, who are both in the AFC, and then Kyler Murray. It kind of it, it may be an eye opener for the general managers in, in Cleveland. What do you think about that? I mean, is this, I mean, this is a key spot for Baker.
1: I mean, yeah. With, with with it was supposed to be a run a run dominant game with given given what the defenses do. But with Chubb out and not having the same run game, yeah, Baker's got to shine. Uh, he's got to he's got to use the weapons around him. We mentioned that Odell is nowhere to be found, and we're not kidding. He 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 he's caught the ball like twice. You know, not his fault. I'm saying, but he need Baker needs to use these tools and these weapons around him to his advantage. You know, now that he doesn't have Chubb, he's gonna have to use Odell, or he's gonna have to use Donovan Peoples Jones, or he's gonna have to use Austin Hooper or David Njoku. You know, so it. it, it so you know this is this is just a great spot for Baker to to come out and have his best game yet of his season against a, a top-notch passing defense, you know.
0: Baker Mayfield, Jake Baker Mayfield has to win this game. Okay? And it's not going to be easy, especially if his boys are out. You do not want to start your season 3 and 3 with your your three wins being the Houston Texans with Davis Mills. Justin Fields in his debut with a terrible offensive line in the Bears. And the Vikings against Kirk Cousins. With your three losses being Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray. This is a big year for Baker. He's trying to get paid. The Brinks truck has almost made it to Baker's house. If you if you lose, say the Browns go twelve wins, eleven wins, but their four, five, six losses come to Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and then you lose in the playoffs to Josh Allen. What do you think now about Baker? You may love him, but do you see the trend here? Do you, I'm, I'm the biggest Baker fan in the room, more than you. I am the biggest Baker supporter on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. I'm just being honest with you. It's a must-win game for Baker Mayfield. More, It's more so a more – it is more – can you, we agree that this is more – there's more pressure on Baker in this game than the Browns as a whole? Like Baker needs this game more than the Browns need this game. Browns start 3 and 3, they'll be fine. They ain't missing the playoffs. All right? I they're not missing the playoffs. And Baltimore is going to catch a catch an L this weekend too, so they're not going to drop in the standings if they do lose. This game is on Baker Mayfield. So last night we watched the NLCS, or no, I'm sorry, the NLDS, well, it felt like the NLCS. It was game five, which is a crime, by the way, because that series deserved seven games. The Dodgers walk away with the NLDS, the, like we, we talked about, Jake, the Giants winning the West. Dodgers said they didn't care. Dodgers fans said it didn't matter. Let's see it in the postseason. More worried about the one-game playoff than winning the West, blah, blah, blah. Well, they took care of business. And we joked, me and you joked on, on, on previous shows, on the Burley Gunner show, that the Dodgers... After losing a World Series, going and capturing Mookie Betts from the Dodger or from the Red Sox, now to LA, they win a World Series. That's not enough. No, now they gotta go get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Well, they they needed Max Scherzer every ounce of him because the guy closed the door in the ninth inning. You were screaming at the top of your lungs when they brought in Max Scherzer and said. This is the wrong move. Why?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that it was the, the, the wrong move, considering it was Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in the game right now. But if it was anyone but Max Scherzer, I, I mean, you bring in a starter, a person who goes a whole season starting a baseball game in the top or bottom of the first no runs, no base runners, and you're starting off the game, and now in the postseason game five, you're coming in, in the ninth inning, with 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 a one run lead. Like it's just it's it's a mind game at that point. That's 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 all it is. But I, I mean, yeah, Max Scherzer got the job done. Uh, he he got two K's. Uh, Shut the other guy down on, on a ground ball. He did his job. Um, but it's it's just not it's just not. Right, anyone but Max Scherzer. That that would have not been the right call because it's 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 the mindset that the pitcher has that 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 pretty much makes the whole game up. Um, and you mentioned that the the Dodgers they 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 handled business. Um, I mean, yeah, they they won Game Five and they're moving on to the uh, to the to the NL NLCS, but it. <laughs> The, the Giants were predicted to win 75 baseball games this summer. And they won what hundred and eight? Like, it, it they shouldn't have even been in a game five. The uh, the LA Dodgers, the highest payroll in baseball, the the, the Mookie Betts, the, the Trey Turner, the Max Scherzer, the Cody Bellinger, the They can't have enough, the Walker Bueller, the, the Julio Hara, they can't get the Kenley Jansen, they can't get enough. And 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 yet they're still finding themselves down tied one to one in a wild card game with the Cardinals who 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 had a one percent chance of making the postseason at All-Star Break. Beat the Cardinals on a walk-off Chris Taylor home run, and yet find yourself in a game five with the San Francisco Giants? Like yeah, sure, you move on. You won. But you shouldn't feel happy about it. You shouldn't be proud. You should be going in this to this game one being a little nervous against the Braves. Not that the Braves are all that, but, like, you shouldn't have been in that spot. You shouldn't have been in a game five with the Giants. With, with the highest payroll, you guys do whatever you want with your money. You're practically buying your back-to-back world series and you almost didn't do it. It almost it almost fizzled in front of your face in San Francisco. Thankfully it didn't for a, a 2 to 1 win Cody Bellinger finally wakes up. He he's been he's been missing all season long and he finally wakes up which uh, not discrediting him because I mean he 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 succeeded when he needed him. You know, shout out to him, but you, you you got the highest payroll in baseball and yet you put up two runs not to mention you you pull Julio Urias from starting the baseball game which I, I was very very concerned i was i was mind blown i had no idea what to think about that and then it hit me they wanted they wanted all the bats they could get they wanted every single bat they could get in this game so they Threw out a relief pitcher, so they could take him out in the nine spot with a pinch hitter. Well, you know, now that I am thinking about it, it was a smart game plan. It was a, it was, a, it was a smart uh, way to think about going into this game. But I am, I am, I am sorry, the execution was kind of poor. It, it was, it was poor. You, you got the job done. You went four, three or four innings with with bullpen guys, and and you ended with what one run? I don't even think they had one run. You know, it's, it, 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 great plan, uh, failed execution. Uh, like you said, I guess they got quote, the, got the job done, but like, I I don't know. I feel like, I feel like midway through that game, they felt
0: defeated and, and caught a lucky break. Well, they did get the job done. They absolutely got the job done. They won two to one and The game plan might not have played out exactly how Dave Roberts thought it would because quite honestly, Jake, I do believe that pulling Urias and having him come in relief, I think that the Dodgers expected to be winning in that game. I thought that the manager pull, you thought it was for the nine spot. I agreed with you, but I also thought that if you keep Urias out of the game and you have and you throw some bullpen out there for innings 1 and 2, it forces the top of the lineup to start doing damage early in the game and I think that's what Dave Roberts was going for. It didn't work out that way. And and Julio Urias came into the game and I believe he was supposed to come into the game with a lead and he did not. So you talk about the game plan fizzling here's the here's the kicker they didn't use the pinch hitter in the inning that they scored and went up one to nothing in the sixth they kept Julio Urias out there to pinch hit it was the leadoff guy so I think that had a lot to do with it and we both sat here and said well what the hell Aren't they supposed to be using the pinch hitter every not every time they go through the nine hole? And it worked out because they ended up getting a run, a very important run, because the Giants only run came on a Darren Ruff home run in the next inning against Julio Urias. That man was
1: the only guy who gave up a run for the Dodgers. You know, I'm sitting here. I'm not I mean, I don't want to say I'm slamming on the Dodgers. I mean, I guess I am. You know, they 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 underperformed thus far, but I, I, I their bullpen pitched great. Their bullpen, every every guy in their bullpen, every guy that went out there in that game, they 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 pitched really good. Pitched great. Had a great game and they definitely understood the assignment. But but now that I'm thinking about it, just something something is telling me that that maybe that that game plan of theirs of the pinch hitter coming in and the relievers going out I think that might that happened like like when he got to the ballpark like I don't think that was a, a wake up game plan I, I, I think that was drummed up you know during the day uh, I think I I'm you know I'm I i do not know unless I ask him myself I think there was a problem with with Julio Urias. And I think that the Dodgers weren't confident enough, and they didn't want to tell anybody uh, what the problem was, so they just said we'll, we'll we'll go with this game plan. Because if you think about it, the only run given up by the Dodgers was by Julio Urias on a home run. I think it was his first inning pitching. You know what 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 is it? And and he came in with the lead, like you said, Burley. Like that point, I I'm I'm. Getting told that all right, we got the lead. We have enough faith in Urias. There might there might be a problem with them, but now that we have the lead, we can go out there with our our original pitcher. And it didn't it didn't work out. Uh, I I I really don't know what to think of this. I, do, I
0: what do you think about Urias going into this next series? Do you think he's going to be a, a, all right? Well, I, I, first of all, I I think you're wrong when you say that there was something wrong with Urias. Because I I don't think that there was a lack of confidence, anything like that. If there was an injury, obviously he wouldn't have came in to pitch. I don't think that there was a lack of confidence with the guy on the mound who won the most games. He was the only 20-game winner of the Dodgers this season. I don't think there was a lack of confidence or anything like that. I think it was strictly a game plan. And I, I do think that it's been probably in the works for a couple of days now since they found out uh um or since after game four this is probably i don't think this was just a spur of the moment thing but the elephant in the room is still the dodgers aren't putting up runs they have the highest payroll in baseball which shifts me to my next topic to to ask you is there a problem in the mlb with the salary cap the dodgers have the highest payroll in baseball even when they have a bad game, they still seem to come out on top in these elimination games. And it's because they can throw out Max Scherzer in the ninth inning.
1: You know, yeah, that's 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 the biggest problem with me, because like I just said, the the bullpen for the Dodgers in that game and, and quite frankly, the whole series against the Giants, they 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 did a good job. They they performed very well. But. Uh, but yeah, the, the 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 bats need to wake up. You know, they they basically paid these guys to come play baseball in LA to 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 hit the ball and and win another World Series, and that's just not what they're doing. Uh, Max Scherzer is is doing his job very very well, and the 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 bats just
0: need to wake up. You know that that's that's the end of the story. Do you think there needs to be a salary cap in the ba- in Major League Baseball? Is that like there? There's a salary cap everywhere else, not in the MLB. Why and should there be?
1: Yeah, I definitely think there should be a salary cap in baseball. I don't understand why there's not. It's basically giving these teams like the Indians and 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 the Reds and the Pirates and they're they're just they're they're almost giving them half a shot. While they're giving the Dodgers and the Yankees, they're giving, they're giving them like easy, easy tickets, you know, yeah, they still have to earn it, but they're, but they're, they're getting easy tickets. So yeah, the, 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 the salary, the no salary cap in baseball is just outrageous to me. But, but on, on that note being said, the, the, I'm talking about the Yankees and the Dodgers having the biggest salary cap in, and, and the Yankees aren't even, we're not even talking about them no more because they're not, they're not in. Along with the along with the uh, the the Dodgers, you know, they just had to play Game Five against the Giants, who were predicted seventy-five games at the beginning of the season. They went to a ninth inning against the Cardinals. The Cardinals, you know, it, 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 as everyone should say, the salary cap should be gone, or the, there needs to be a salary cap in baseball. But like it, the teams that. The teams that get free range to do whatever they want, they're honestly, like, they're they are not even performing to what they should.
0: Well, if you look at the last, if you look at the history of the World Series the last, you know, a couple years, it's all, you know, you're right, actually. It, it, it's not all big big market cities. Los Angeles won the World Series last year. The time before that was Washington. Boston did win it. Big market. Houston, not as big as as you know what the Dodgers and the Yankees would be. Then you have the Cubs. That is a a, a bigger market in Chicago. But Kansas City's winning. San Francisco typically doesn't have a, a a big enough market like the Dodgers do and like the Yankees would. The Red Sox, Giants, Cardinals, Giants, Yankees, and then Phillies. I mean the the issue that i have it's not the it's not that these teams with the highest payrolls don't end up doing anything it's because sometimes they do but and i'm not coming on here saying that well the highest payroll in baseball always wins the world series it's not that it's the smaller market teams that are at a disadvantage because all of these bigger market teams are beating up on them in the market and transitioning it into on the field I think if you had the salary cap change you would see teams like the Indians more and like the Reds more and like the Pirates more and, and, and the Brewers wouldn't come out you know once every 10 years it's just these small market cities deserve to have an equal playing field there's a salary cap in the NFL. You have to spend, and there's a minimum, you have to spend a certain amount. And that's another thing the MLB needs to do. Have a minimum. You need to spend a certain amount. You can't go over a certain amount. It's an equal playing field. That's it. Why do the Yankees and the Dodgers, just because they can, just because they're in Los Angeles and in New York, why do they get to pick apart and just pick Oh, we want this guy. We'll go get that guy. We'll we'll get this guy, that guy. Let me get this guy. We don't. I, I I I'm I'm done with it. I get it. They don't always win the World Series, but quite frankly, I'm done with it. What I'm not done with is the NFL Sunday Week Six, the best day of the week. Jake, what do you look forward to this Sunday? I know last weekend was little boring for my liking but you know I'm a nerd so I'm actually looking forward to this London game with with Trevor Lawrence I've been trying to watch Trevor Lawrence and just haven't really been able to gauge there's so much going on I mean I've seen him but this is going to be the first time in the NFL where I will be able to sit down and watch a full Trevor Lawrence game that's one thing I'm looking at like I said I'm a little nerdy Uh, I know it's Jags Dolphins but I, I think the Jags could get their first win there what about you is there anything in the NFL that you like this weekend? Obviously Browns Cardinals.
1: You know, a couple games stand out to me. One being the uh the Chargers and Ravens. I feel like that's 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 gotta that's a tough matchup for the for the Ravens to uh to continue on rolling against a really, really hot Los Angeles Chargers. Uh but uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's gotta be a great defensive and uh offensive game. It's just gotta it's it's gonna it's gonna be a little deja vu of the Browns and Chargers, let's just say. And uh, another game I'm actually really looking forward to is the uh, the Cowboys and the Patriots. Uh, rookie Mac Jones going up against the Dallas Cowboys for the first time. It's going to be a good one. I'm going sit to my, sit my butt right here and uh, glue my eyes to this TV and watch these football games. Like you said, best, uh, best day of the week.
0: So let's talk about that Chargers game. Let's talk about Bron- uh, Ravens-Chargers. If you're a sports better, Vegas has the Baltimore Ravens as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite home against the Chargers. I think they got it all wrong. I think the Chargers roll. I think you got it all wrong, too. I don't think this mimics the Chargers-Browns game. I think this is the opposite of it. I think the Chargers are going to win... Somewhere along the lines of thirty one to fourteen, I think it's a beatdown in Baltimore. I think the Chargers are the better team. I think the Chargers right now are the best team in the AFC, which leads me to my next point that I want to make. I want to ask you, Doctor Dog, what is your top three AFC teams? We'll get into NFC, but what have you, what is as of now? What are your top three AFC teams moving forward? In like it, it's in any specific order, any order, any order doesn't matter. No, no, you know what? I want three to one, three, two, and one. Give me your third best team, second best team, and first best team in order.
1: Well, I I, I have a fourth for for both AFC and NFC, so I'm gonna give you that first before I before I start my three to one. Uh, my fourth is. One hundred percent, the Chiefs. Uh, I think they. I think they're getting a lot of discredit this year. And don't get me wrong, their defense is absolutely just not good. But uh, I, I think Patrick Mahomes doesn't take that much longer, and he 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 steps it up and finds a way to to get his team into the playoffs. Just like just like he always does. That's just the quarterback he is. But uh, I'll start off saying, the third best team in the AFC in my division has to be the Browns. it it, it has to be the Browns. They, their 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 offense is so explosive. Their defense is is so shut down when they when, when they're supposed to be. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That, that third spot in the AFC is the Browns. Um, the second is inevitable. I think it's just I think it's the Chargers. Uh, I, th- I Burley called it. This 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 team is the really good. This pass defense is really good. This offense, Justin Herbert, really good. Young, talented stars out there in LA. Uh, looking to make it, sh- make a shot in the the playoffs and actually just w- win their division in general uh, against the Chiefs, who I have fourth. But uh, I think the best team in the AFC is simple: it's the Bills. Josh Allen is getting it done. They're putting a lot of points up every single week. Uh, their their defense is actually shutting down, and they got a Monday night game against the Titans this week. I think that's just another spot for them to roll and keep going on and uh, possibly be five and one.
0: Jake, the Bills are not the best team in the AFC. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. I will rank them higher than the Chiefs as of now. But if the Chiefs meet the Bills in the postseason, the Chiefs will avenge that loss. They will beat the Bills. The Bills are not the best team. The Bills I will rank as the third best team right now just in front of the Chiefs. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt with the record that they have against the Chiefs with the the head-to-head win that they had on the road against the Chiefs. I'll give them that. The Bills are not the best team in the AFC. They are not. They do not have the run game. And when you get into the postseason, you need to be able to run the ball. You need to be able to play defense, especially playing in Buffalo and 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 possibly a game in Cleveland or Arrowhead where it's going to be chilly. It's going to be – you're not going to have, you know, sunshine all over the field. And obviously Josh Allen succeeded in a game that was – I mean, it was a downpour on Sunday Night Football last week, and Josh Allen did beat the Chiefs. So the Chiefs will be four on my list, I guess, if you want to do a fourth. The Bills, three. Browns, two. Chargers, one. I think that this is another one that could flip-flop by the end of the season. I think by the end of the season, you could be talking about Browns, one. Chargers, two. Chiefs, three. And Bills, Four. Notice neither one of us talked about the Ravens or the Titans. Why is that? Are do either one of them miss the playoffs? Do you think that either the Ravens or the Titans miss the playoffs? Because at the beginning of the season, I had the Ravens missing the playoffs. And they they are a Clyde Edwards lair fumble and a Justin Tucker not making NFL history away from being 0-3 and being you know, trending not in the postseason, not in the playoffs.
1: You're forgetting about another one. You got to add another one to this list. We keep tacking on every week. And uh, 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 a Lamar Jackson amazing fourth quarter comeback. He broke records. That he broke records there. So if you if you don't have a Clyde edwards alaire fumble, if if you don't have a record breaking Justin Tucker 60 62 yard field goal. uh uh, to win the game at the buzzer. And if you don't have Lamar Jackson making history, it, 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 the, I think the Ravens missed the playoffs. Again, I'm not going to discredit anybody on the Ravens. I think that offense is is quite explosive when they can be, but I just don't think they, they, they have what it takes all around. And, and quite frankly, I think uh, head coaches have Lamar Jackson kind of figured out. So he's not as spectacular as... Uh, he he's going to be th- through a full season. That being said, he just broke records last night. Performed absolutely amazing on that uh, Monday night game. But uh, I think the Ravens miss the playoffs, and and I actually think the Titans make it. I think the Titans sneak in.
0: So here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, let's break down the Ratbirds' remaining schedule, shall we? We both predict them. To miss the playoffs. Let's see if it holds true with the remaining schedule. Because I said this preseason. Didn't expect them to start 4-1. and one. I think it's a fraudulent 4-1. and one, But let's see. They have the Chargers this week. You and I both predict a, a loss there, correct? Yeah. So, they would move to 4-2. and two. Bengals come into town at Baltimore. This is interesting. This could be the Bengals... They could be a dark horse in in this division, in a very bad division that I predicted to be very bad. Other than the Browns, the Bengals could sneak into maybe the Ravens' spot here. I do believe that with the way that the Joe Burrow is able to find the, or find receivers, throw the football, the the offensive lines holding up it, it, at least this early in the season. This could be a win for the Bengals. What do you think? Do you think the Ravens could possibly be four and three with two straight losses? This that 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 game relies on the the, the Ravens defense.
1: Uh, is it a prime time game? Do you know? No, it's not a prime time game. Uh, the Ravens should win this game, I should say. But you know, the Ravens shouldn't have won against the Chiefs, and the Ravens have shouldn't shouldn't have won against the Lions. But uh, they they should win this game. But yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's a great spot for Joey Burrow, who's playing uh, actually phenomenal this year. To 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 maybe gain a spot over Lamar Jackson.
0: So then after that they would have the Vikings at home. So if if they lose those two games, which I think they they will lose to the Chargers, I think they could lose to the Bengals. I'll just say that say they lost. Let's say they lose that game. They're four and three. Do they beat the Vikings at home again? Another offense that. Baltimore's offense used to be explosive. It used to be it used to be deep. It used to be great. It's not anymore. The running backs banged up. They don't have any receivers other than Hollywood Brown. They they have nobody there to for Lamar Jackson. Their run game is Lamar Jackson. He can't throw the ball like Josh Allen can. Like Baker Mayfield can. Like Patrick Mahomes can. Like Kyler Murray can. Like Justin Herbert can. I think that when they go up against high powered offenses like the Vikings you may see the Ravens at four and four
1: I don't know man that's it's it's it's, it's I, I really honestly I know we're for five weeks into the season I, I haven't really truly seen enough of the Vikings uh, I saw them in a shootout with the Cardinals which I was very impressed but uh I I really don't know I, I don't have enough you know input on the Vikings. You know Dalvin Cook being in and out, Justin Jefferson being the star of that team, Kirk Cousins actually performing you know quite well so far. I I, I, I don't have enough uh, info on them to to say that they could win the game and give you why, but it's 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 also it's just another good spot for them to fall. Uh, th- asking three losses in a row, that's kind of hard to ask for. But I mean, again, it just depends on who plays for the Vikings that day,
0: and 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 how the Ravens roll So th- hypothetically they're four and four right now. Let's just pretend they're four and four now they will be five and four they will beat the Dolphins in Miami uh, Thursday Night football primetime they will win that game. They will be five and four. They will go on the road and they will get a bears team in not a very good spot honestly because if you look at the Browns who got the Bears in Justin Fields opener, His first game of the NFL of his NFL career. Now you're looking at the Ravens facing the Bears towards the end of the season. That could be a sneaky victory for the Bears. We'll give it to the Baltimore Ravens though, six and four. Now you have Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, all three in a row. That's huge. Those that could be three losses right there. I understand Pittsburgh, not not very, you know, not very great right now But they're still going to come to play against the Rapids. All right. So then you finish off with the Packers, the Bengals again, the Rams, and then the Steelers. It's not easy. And they're lucky to be at 4 1. They are lucky to be at 4 1. How about the NFC? So I want to ask you the same thing. Um, Top three teams in the NFC in any games that you're looking forward to this weekend that are NFC conference matchups?
1: Uh, I'm going to do the same thing I did with the AFC. I have a fourth that just slightly doesn't uh, make the cut. It's, uh, you know, I'm changing my mind right off rip. I've had this planned out forever, and I think I'm going to swap these two teams. Uh, The fourth spot, I'm actually now going to give the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I think they were three, they were my three, but I think they're going to, I think I'm going to give them a, a four spot. And I think the third spot is it's, it's, it's the Rams, man. I think, I think they are really, really proving to me to, to be that team. Their defense is playing awesome. Their, their offenses is just explosive. I mean, Matt, Matt, Matt Stafford is playing great football. Great football because he's got he's got the weapons around him. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got Robert Woods. You know he, he's playing great football. So I'm I'm gonna credit him and give them uh, give them the third spot in the NFC. Uh, the second spot. Uh, you're definitely the Cardinals. Uh, undefeated. Like we keep talking, their offense is just putting up m- massive points every week. Kyler Murray is just looking phenomenal. He looks like Baby Yoda out there. Uh, it, it, it's just it's it, they're playing great football all around, and, and they have a hard matchup against the Nick Chubbless Browns this week. But uh, I think I think the number one team in the NFC is inevitable. Uh, it's the it's the best team in the NFL. It's the Bucks. It's Tom Brady. It's Mike Evans. Chris Godwin. It's Leonard Fournette.
0: Lombardi Lenny. Lenny! It,
1: it, it's it's inevitable, you know. The, the Bucks will go to the Super Bowl and play either the Chargers, the Browns, the Bills.
0: It'll be the Browns. The Browns. 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 It'll be the Browns. My top three will be, obviously, I'll go one to three. Uh, it's obvious. Tampa Bay. They are the best team. Super Bowl champs, five and one. Best team. I will go... With the Cardinals at the two spot like you. But my three spot, I'm gonna have to go Dallas Cowboys. I'll go Dallas. Um, I, I think their offense is is explosive this year. Dak is playing well. Zeke's really not playing well, but they they, they don't need him. Pollard stepped up, the receiving core has stepped up. Dallas, um, their offense is scoring 34 points a game. Dallas's offense has over 2000 yards um to uh to scrimmage. I mean that that is other than the Bills, I mean the Dallas Cowboys have the best offense right now putting up like, like I said 34 points a game. And then on the outside looking in would be the Green Bay Packers and would be the Rams. I'm not there with the Rams, man. I have seen I've seen a few bad games with the uh with, with Matt Stafford some inconsistent play i'd say with la they just seem like the same team just a a upgraded quarterback which i i I know what you're saying well that's the the biggest position on the field i don't know i think the rams are the fifth best team behind the packers and then behind the the dallas cowboys and the cardinals but at the end of the day the bucks will be in the super bowl and i'm not changing my mind on that you're gonna have to prove me otherwise so, you can listen to the Four Chubs podcast. It's out now on Apple Podcast, Red Circle, ClevelandSportsFan.com, and the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. Before we sign off, Dr. Dog, any last words before Sunday's weekend? Any college football, hockey, anything that you're looking at? Dog check! Dog check! Dog check. For Dr. Dog, for Burley Gunner. This, Burley and the Fan. Scooter will be back next week. Four Chubs podcast out now. Burley Gunner Show out now. From the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com. Apple Podcast and Red Circle. Burley and the fans.